0: Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful mountains of California. First, I want to thank you for being a listener. And to all those who are loyal listeners, I appreciate you. This little show has continued to grow and grow, and all by word of mouth. So if you're enjoying this series, I only ask that you do one of the following. Rate and review it on iTunes, tell a friend about it, or post about it on social. And don't forget to like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash peaceful podcast. Now let's get on to my story about that time I dated a guy who loved guns. At first, I was going to title it, That Time I Dated a Guy Who Liked Guns, but no, he really loved them. He called them his babies. It's surprising because, as you know, if you've listened to my previous shows, I am a big proponent of gun control, and the only time I've even held a gun was when I served on jury duty. So first, some background about my upbringing. I was born in the 60s, grew up in the 70s with parents who were pacifist, liberal Democrats. And when I say pacifist, that doesn't mean being passive. That means promoting peace. That's how I grew up. One summer, when my cousins were visiting, we were so bored, we walked into the campaign office for McGovern. He was running against Nixon in 72, and we offered to help. It was actually really fun, and even though Nixon won, well, you know this story. So growing up, my mom absolutely didn't allow weapons in the house, even toy weapons. I remember one kid passed out those cheap little plastic water guns during the summer, and we had a fun water gun fight. Then I walked into the house with the muzzle in my mouth, obviously hot and thirsty from playing, and my mom freaked out. Don't ever do that again, and give back that gun, you're not allowed to use it! I didn't understand until years later that it looked like I was going to blow my head off, even though the gun was a translucent orange. I think the most violent toy my mom allowed was Rock'em Sock'em Robots that I got at a neighbor's yard sale, although she really just tolerated it. So that was my life and my upbringing. I was taught that guns in the home were most likely to be used against their owner or contributed to more fatal accidents than any other household item. And I'm not preaching here, just explaining that it was an important issue to my parents and to me in my upbringing. Fast forward to getting married, having a baby, getting divorced, and then being a single working woman. I did a stint as a technical recruiter for a software development firm in L.A. and was responsible for recruiting people from all over the world to work at this company. I made a great match with a Canadian citizen who applied for one of our software jobs. The company loved him so much that they paid for his relocation from Montreal to L.A. In his interview, he told me he was originally from Iran and his family had moved to Canada during the revolution. Since then, they had all acquired Canadian citizenship. Zach was a welcome addition to the office and he did so well technically that everyone loved him. And he was smart and funny and he could always make his coworkers laugh, including me. He hung around my cubicle a lot, and I thought it was just because I was the first person he'd met and knew at the company, but one of my co-worker friends said, I think he likes you. I was flattered and then suddenly started noticing the flirting. Zach would hint at going out, but I said I really didn't want to date a coworker. My ex-husband and I met at work, and when we were dating, there was an office pool going around betting on when we'd get engaged. When I found out about that, I was mortified. People betting on my love life. I didn't need that again. In addition to that, he made it clear that his hobby was guns. And when he said that, I cringed as if he had told me he was an alien. Guns? Why guns? Well, he'd be vague and say it was fun and he loved collecting them and he was good at, of all things, sniper shooting. He had even won many national competitions. He had an arsenal of sniper rifles, which he kept under his bed and even took them traveling with him. This was pre-9-11, by the way. They were definitely his babies. Well, I made it clear that guns were so not part of my world, and I couldn't imagine why and how that could be a hobby, not in a judgmental way, just in a way that it was so incredibly foreign to me. I would say things like, but they're manufactured to kill people. And he would say, but I don't kill people. I shoot targets. And we would go back and forth. We eventually avoided the subject altogether when we hung out. Anyway, we got along so well that he kept pushing to go out. We liked each other and we liked a lot of the same kinds of movies and foods. So I agreed saying we could hang out as friends. And we did. We went out for about a year as just friends and we had a great time. Long story short, I left the company, then he left the company, and at that point, we took our friendship to the next level. We both knew it would never be long-term. It was kind of friends with benefits, but we loved each other as humans. It was a lovely, comfortable, healthy relationship, and that's so rare, right? Zach never took out his guns when I was over, but I knew it was a big part of his life. One time, when we were together, he finally told me the story about the revolution in Iran. He said he and his father would go out onto the street looking for dead bodies. Then they would load them into a cart and try to find the families of the deceased so they could bring the bodies to them. He was just 11 or 12 at the time. And as he and his father did this, they had to literally dodge bullets themselves. The war was still in progress. He was extremely traumatized by this. I could tell by the emotion and tears that emerged when he related the story to me. And at the end of the story, he said, That is why I arm myself, Laura. Nobody is ever going to hurt me or my family. Ever. I suddenly saw the child within Zachary, so scared, so full of pain and fear of being attacked for no reason, having his own life and his family's life threatened that the only way he could take care of this scared inner child was to bear arms. I talk a little bit about our inner child in last week's bullying episode. I believe we're all every age within ourselves, that our child self has a huge influence on our adult self, and I think we're always trying to take care of it and its trauma, and we carry our child around with us. Now, my mother obviously did not approve of the relationship with Zach and even went so far as to call him the gun nut, but that's not fair. It's not fair to label people when you don't know them, when you don't know their story. And that's all too common nowadays, as the United States of America has become the divided states of America. We are quick to throw out terms like gun nut, or libtard, snowflake, or basement dweller. But we need to check this. We're all human. I mean, had I grown up in a household that embraced guns and was on the other side of the political spectrum, I might have had a different ideology. So back to the story. Zach eventually got a job on the East Coast, and we parted amicably. No tears, no pain, just a hug and a have a good life. I wish all breakups were like that. We never followed up with each other. We're not friends on Facebook. Although that coworker friend who said he liked me has since told me that Zach is married now and I'm happy for him. That's something I could never have given him. I still couldn't bring myself to live in a house with guns. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Remember, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, you are a spectacular human being, and so are the people on the other side. Embrace each other. Talk. Be civil. And most importantly, listen. You might learn something. Have a wonderful week.